0: Hi guys and welcome back to the Spooky. So my name is Rosa Enid and I am Liz Santana. Welcome back guys. Liz, I have a bone to pick with you because on the iWatch you can follow each other or compete with each other when you're working out and stuff. So I sent you an invitation and you've ignored me for like three weeks. Stop. (laughs) Seriously?
1: So first off, this is new to me. I did not know that you could follow each other. Number two, how do I look for that notification? Because I want to I wanna do it. Number three, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't even, I don't even know. It, I don't even know what that notification
0: looks like. So maybe I just like ignored it, but it wasn't on purpose. I'm sorry. It's just, I really don't know what it is. Okay, I forgive you because I I think I believe you. It's on your watch. So basically, like, because you know how you count your steps and you can um, also log in your workouts. We can really keep each other accountable with our workouts. I love this thing because I've been competing with my boyfriend, but I'm like, I need friends to compete with. Like, Oh, I want to compete. Okay, I'm down. I'm so so down. I didn't know. I didn't know. But thank you for calling me out on the podcast. I appreciate it. (laughs) I was like, now we got to keep each other accountable. And I know that we're very competitive with each other. So we're going to Just be like obsessed, trying to beat each other. Oh yes, um, well I'm going try to
1: beat you because at this point in my life, I don't think I can beat you before <laughs> it was it was easy. Now it's not, so
0: I don't know, I don't know about, but I will try. I will try. It's all right, girl. You're gonna get there. You're gonna get there. Um, but it's okay if you like slack. There's times where you know, for example, whenever I have like my period or something, I'm not working out as hard as I can, or I don't work out right. at all. Because I'm just not feeling it. And and that's okay. You know, you have your day or two where you're not feel feeling me. it. You rest and then you no, get...
1: there's been a whole week where I wasn't feeling this. It's all right. Whole...
0: next week. You'll jump back on it. Otherwise, I'm gonna beat you in the competition. Yeah, and you tough. don't want that.
1: <laughs> Bruh.
0: And next week is
1: Mother's Day. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It next is next weekend is Mother's Day. I'm so excited. Yes,
0: I'm okay. so excited. I'm so excited. I'm gonna see what my partner got to give me. It's my Mother's Day. Well, you know, I'm a dog mom, so I'm looking for to see what people get me to because forward. It's only fair, mm-hmm. you see? <laughs> yes,
1: and we have feelings, okay? Don't mess up my mother's day. Don't mess up
0: my mother's day. Since you brought up feelings, two weeks ago, we did a podcast that was about not letting other people affect your mood. Somebody that heard the episode actually sent us a message. I'm going to read her message and then um, we'll dive right into it. All right. Um, oh, go ahead, girl. Go ahead. I'm excited. Me too. I love when people write us. <laughs> did they put their names? No. Do they put um, their names they did, but I'm not going to say it. I just, I'm not sure if they want me to share their yes. name. Okay. So I'm I not. get it. I get it. Um, However, in the future, if you guys want us to share your name, let us know. Hello. So I listened to your episode on not letting people affect your mood. Now it's easy to let go of something when it's a stranger or someone you don't live with. But what do you do when your partner is the one that affects your mood? This one's it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to talk about when it's someone that you know that's your significant other. I don't know. I think it's actually very easy cause I can tell you how I can tell you countless numbers of times on a daily basis
1: how my <laughs> partner messes on my like, I don't know for me, this was easy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, it happens. And I think it's normal when you go through that when your partner's upset and then being upset affects your mood. When you're married or when
1: you're with somebody, when you live with somebody, that person's mood will affect yours because you guys are like one. You work as one. You live under one roof you guys are one, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you have children, each of you's moods are going to affect each other. That's completely inevitable. Like if one's in a good mood and one is in a bad mood, it could be easily flipped. Like you could, uh, one partner could easily flip the mood of the other partner in the morning simply because they woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that and That is like, I feel like in a partnership, it's absolutely inevitable. Unless like the other person, really doesn't give two craps or doesn't like care or, you know, you're at your wit's end kind of thing. Or it could even happen, like, for example, where you guys both disperse, you go to, you each go to work, you come back in the afternoon and one had a great day and one had a really bad day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that your partner comes home, like you guys come home to attend the home or to take care of the home or whatever. And one is in a nasty mood because they had a bad day they can, that can easily your mood can easily flip, although you yeah. had a great day, because unfortunately not everybody has the capability of leaving outside problems outside. So the first thing that I would do is I'd ask, "What's wrong with you? What's up? What's going on?" Talk to me, because the first thing, the first instant, like although I I really am one of the people that'll be like, "Um, what's wrong? We want to talk about it. What's up? What's going on?" Like, and I'll come out just like that. Okay, you're acting like an. A- what's up like what's wrong why are you acting like a did you have a bad day at work and that's how I ask and some people be like oh you rough like or whatever that's the way I have like I feel like I have to ask it why because that's number one that's just how I am number two I go straight to the point like I'm gonna go straight to the I'm gonna I I'm gonna tell you like straight straight up your mood is off what's wrong with you like you've been angry all day and I'll and I'll state the facts I'll be like you've been angry all day you've been saying smart remarks like what's up and I don't say it to be nasty or to start a fight. I say it so that you know, no, like so that my partner knows I noticed you're act, you're, you're doing funky stuff. Let's get straight to it. What's up? If I sit there and I'm like, oh, honey, you seem off. Well, you know, what's wrong? Blah, blah, blah. Or I approach. I feel like, I don't know, like my my approach is never soft when it comes to asking somebody what's up. It's never like, Cause I want to get straight to the point. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I I hate that. I hate that. Absolutely hate that. Actually, I'm I'm a person that if you beat around the bush with me, it pisses me off even more. So yes, I do prefer to talk about it. That'd be my first step. Um, Second step would be if I ask him, like if I come off and I'm like, oh, you know, what's up? Why, why are you acting funky? Like you, you've been acting like that a- all day. Like I, what's up? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it right now. I'd be like, are you sure you don't want to talk about it right now? So I'm going to only ask, are you sure once? And
0: if he says, yes, I'm sure I don't want to talk about it right now.
1: Okay. You need to walk away and you got to give them
0: that space. And You have to respect that. You can't just keep pushing because there's a lot of women who will push and push and oh, push yeah. and push. And that's just going to lead them to blow up either on you and actually. Or even
1: men do that some too, sometimes too. Because in my relationship, it's the complete opposite. I'm the one that will completely shut down. I'll be like, let me calm down first. Let me relax. I'll, I'll t- We'll talk about it later. Like I will. Hit, we will revisit this topic. I just need a minute yeah cuz i'm explosive so for me it's more convenient to relax now talk later or calm myself down and give myself a pep talk in my brain and then i'll re, re- i'll revisit the topic yeah um so there can be men that also are pushy like oh but what's wrong but what's wrong but what's wrong you just need to leave that person alone give them their minute because maybe what they're trying to do i mean in my in my case i prefer to shut up and not talk about it until like gather myself and gather my thoughts and really like because sometimes I I can very easily overreact for something that is unnecessary for me to like act that way and I said like I said I'm very explosive so maybe when they when somebody tells you actually 95% of the time when somebody tells you not right now
0: that means leave me alone because I'm going to take it out on you.
1: Yeah. And I don't want to. That's
0: exactly what that means. That's funny. That's how my partner acts. He kind of acts like you where he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I don't want to talk about it. And if I push it too much, which now I've learned that I'm not like as times as we've been together, I've learned. Don't push it. Just let it go. Um, but in the past, there's, there were times where I wanted to keep pushing the topic and what happens, you guys end up getting into an argument yeah. and then it ruins my mood at the end of the day. Most definitely. Yeah. So I've learned like, if he doesn't want to talk about it, I leave it alone. Or I've Mm -hmm. noticed too, if he starts, um, getting nitpicky with me or like picking on things because he's angry, picking on things that I do that, that just like, for example, like if, if I didn't, uh, do something in the kitchen or something like the right. smallest stuff that never bothers him will bother him. Cause he's right. in a bad mood when he starts picking on those things and getting angry right. at me. I, I, I let him know though, like, listen, I know you're upset. I'm not doing this with you right now. right? And I will literally leave like to another room, do my own thing, put on my headphones. And then what happens 30 minutes later, he comes like nothing ever happened. When you're with someone, you kind of have to learn when is the time to talk about it and when is the time to like let it go. Yeah, and like we'll do your own thing without mm-hmm. letting it affect
1: you. One thing that really will mess me up, and it won't mess me up for just a day. I mean, it won't mess me up for a couple hours and then I'm good. No, it will mess me up for days or weeks on end. I'm the type of person that when I'm visiting a topic, I want to fully visit that topic. I want your undivided attention and I will give you mine because the way I look at it is if I'm going to visit this topic is because it's bothering me. I want to resolve it and I want to move on. And there's sometimes there's sometimes where I'm in a nasty mood and, but, you know, I calm myself down. I gather my thoughts and I visit that topic. And I'm ignored, or um, my point doesn't get across, so we end up arguing and we just like disperse, like you said, like we'll each go to our corners or whatever, but the topic is still bothering me. And I let you calm down, I calm down myself, and then I come back and I revisit the, I revisit the same topic. When you see your partner revisiting something or continuously, like that will mess me up for like days. Like if I can't talk about something and it's bothering me. I'm gonna go to sleep and get up nasty like I'm not gonna wake up in a good mood like I'm gonna wake up nasty as hell and I mean I'm gonna mess up your day I'm gonna mess up your day and you're I'm gonna, gonna purposely about- purposely mess I, I would yeah, like not well I don't want to say purposely but I would I will mess up your day in the sense that I will bring it up again early morning I don't give a shit if it's two o'clock I mean if it's five o'clock in the morning like yeah we're gonna talk about it because it's like I need to let this out <laughs> right 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 and I can't stand partners that kind of like push brush that off that can completely mess up a partner's mood your partner's mood for and and weeks on end Mm -hmm. like and I've heard and I've seen relationships that happen to like in a relationship like when you guys have issues and your partner because and this happens a lot with men men love to brush things off like and um most men and actually not mine though
0: mine will talk a lot of my ear no no there's a lot of men there's a (laughs) lot
1: of men that would just try and brush it off like oh I'm not trying to listen to this right now you know or they don't want to hear it or they don't want to talk about it or they just don't that will mess up your your partner's mood for weeks and then what kills me is and I have brothers and I have cousins and I could tell you (laughs) What kills me is that they'll be like, "Yo, I don't know what her, what her problem is. She's she's been nasty for like two weeks. Maybe, what is you? <laughs> maybe because if you start backtracking, like, and you pay attention to the one topic she was trying to visit two weeks
0: ago, and like that you did never dress, that's what yeah. has her nasty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I say like, if there's something that's bothering you, you guys have to talk about it because." Yes. And and, and, you know, people have different ways of communicating. So yes, he may not want to talk about it in person, or maybe you guys know that if we start going down the route of this conversation, we're going to get into a heated argument. So that's when you need to kind of test out other ways to communicate. Because I know in the past, I've um, not been the best communicator. I I will tell you right now, like, I'm great at communicating with my partner, but when we're upset or if I'm upset, I'm not the best commun- communicator. Like I think I'm, that happens I'm to everybody. Terrible. But so, I mean who the
1: heck who, but, who the heck is a good communicator, you know?
0: Yeah, but since there I mean there's people that can stay level-headed I mean, there's, and there's people that have that talent because yeah. that's a talent. I those those people that do TED talk <laughs> and stuff. Right. But, right, right. <laughs> you know, the people that do speaking for a living. But there's in in you know for real people, normal people, you can't. So what I like to do and what I've done in the past is I'll either write I'll write it down and I'll text it to you or I'll email you if I feel like I know that's a conversation that's going to get heated that way. Right, right. Um because when when it's it's difficult conversation, things can be said that that can be affect your partner very personally like you can say mean things or well, you can scar them you can trauma, you, you can, can tra- scar easily them exactly them so it can really easily turn into like an emotional abusive conversation if right you are not in the right mindset so if right. you know that this is going to be that type of conversation it's okay to write it down or, or maybe right, you write right, it right. down but you don't send it you just write it down to collect your thoughts and have your points um, written before you begin the conversation. Um, as as you- and I think that helps with, you know, when when someone has such a personality, especially, um, I will say with New Yorkers, New Yorkers are very quick to jump and 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 let their emotions rule the the conversation. oh, and yes,
1: we are very emotional people. You I'm can easily,
0: yeah, you can easily deviate from the main topic and not talk about the main point because you emotionally are letting your emotions take yeah. over and the conversation goes left.
1: So <laughs> and we're very aggressive like our emotions become when we're passionate, we're passionate people and we're aggressive people too. Like aggressive in the sense of like we're aggressive talkers. So we will just you feel like we're coming at you but we're really not coming at you. We just coming at the topic cuz it's so passionate. Yeah, that's
0: about it or whatever. But that one is another another thing with my boyfriend cuz he's um he's a New Yorker and he's Puerto Rican, so he double double whammy yeah like double whammy like when he's passionate about something he's like freaking passionate about it and sometimes I'm like why are you yelling like he's like I'm not even yelling he's just yeah we won't know this (laughs) Fact. fact we won't know this
1: fact oh god yes
0: yeah and I'm like uh, to me I've like gotten um you know it's, it's stuff that you learn with time but there's times where I'm like right. I don't like your tone or I don't like what you're saying so I'm not doing with like my thing that was like I'm not doing with this I'm not doing this with you right now bye gotcha. I gotta- <laughs> like, oh, give me my, give me my minute I need it there's a
1: lot of people that have the habit of reaching out to like their co-workers or like their work bestie or their like you know that one friend or even their parents or whatever to or their siblings to ask them for advice regarding like your relationship like re- regarding your mood or regarding your um how you feeling about whatever you're going through in your relationship or even in life you're you're asking for advice from like best right. friend or your mom or I know something. a lot of people that do that like a lot of people that do that I mean yeah getting in a, in a like an outsider's opinion is great but I've noticed that I'm the type of person and I speak for myself because I know I do this I'm the type of person that I, sometimes I allow other people's opinions to speak for me and it's like one thing an opinion is an, it's, it's called an opinion for a reason an opinion is other people's thoughts that are not your own sometimes I adopt adopt people's opinions as my own. And that's a big mistake. I've noticed that that's a mistake that um I do. And I've been working on that for a while. Because one thing is to get someone an outsider's view or an outsider's opinion regarding like your relationship or how like, you know, things are working out or whatever. And then another thing is to adopt it as your own. There's three sides to a story. Yours, his, and the truth, right? And Obviously, if you're telling your what was going on from your point of view, whoever you're telling in that moment um is basically going to give you an opinion about your point of view or how you're seeing things. you know what or, I'm
0: saying, or it'll be like a personal opinion of. What right they, or they've experienced or right it can sometimes
1: through. be about bi- it can sometimes be a biased opinion because what if what if you're talking to your sibling and your sibling don't like your partner mm-hmm. and they're just like i don't know you know what i'm saying I don't have it. it's so there's gonna be bias it's gonna be bias you know what i'm saying perfect example if your partner cheated on you and you ran to your sibling the moment that you tell your sibling or your family a family member of yours that you're hurting because of something mm-hmm. like that they're Right. And their opinion is automatically going to be clouded. It's going to be full of emotion. It's going to be, oh, leave that person, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, you can take their opinion and you can say, oh, thank you for your opinion. Think about it. Think about what they're telling you. But always make sure to never adopt someone else's opinion like that could lead to small things like this messing up a relationship, like something as small as your partner messing up your mood for the day for whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you venting to someone can lead to a bigger problem and it could be a bigger, bigger thing than what it actually is. Yeah. Um, I was actually. um really close with my very, very, my very, very first boyfriend, his mom. We became very close and I maintained friends with his mom for a long time. She was my church mom. She was the first person that introduced me to church. I will never forget the last few words that she told me before. So it was the very last time I saw her and I didn't know that it was going to be the last time that I saw her. And one of the things that she told me was she's like, I'm going to give you one advice for your life. And take this advice and always, um, always remember it. And I will never forget. She's like, in your relationship, your relationship is a relationship is between only two people. She said, when you get married, only you and your partner sign. When you're making a child, only you and your partner make that child. And when you live together, it's the home of you and your partner. And she's like, so you know what that means, right? That means that when you have a problem with your partner, your family doesn't have to know about it. His family doesn't have to know about it. Your friends don't have to know about it. Not not everyone has to know about it. She said, don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you to not talk about it to someone, but I am telling you to be very discreet on what kind of relationship problems you talk about. Because she passed away a couple years ago, but that was something that she told me and I never forgot. I never forgot. And I can tell you that I've broken that rule a thousand times. <laughs> I can <laughs> honestly tell you, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be a hypocrite here. Like I've broken that rule a thousand times. But as I get older, I realize sometimes it's just better to when family, friends, whoever that, you know, cares about you, cover whatever. Oh, how's, how's your relationship? Good. How's everything? Good. Oh, how are you guys doing? Good. There's a lot of people that are oversharers. Oh, I could be
0: an oversharer too. Mm. yeah, but but you're very selective with who I overshare. Yeah, you're selective of who you overshare. There's right? People that I know that are everyone's there's people that claim everyone's their best friend or feel like everybody is their oh, no, best friend I'm
1: and not that I'm not that exactly. <laughs> not you're not that, that person.
0: There's people that feel like everyone's their best friend and they feel like they can confide in anybody and you can't you have to be very selective of who you're sharing um, your personal stories with not everyone has the best interest even if they do
1: have the best interest at heart or their tension their heart is in the right place not everyone knows how
0: to execute that properly and I will say one thing too um I know we, we, we're getting a little bit off topic with the whole partner um, I mean I guess not this kind of correlates with it I'm gonna say yeah, correlates I, I'm gonna say this I know a couple that like literally shares everything on social media. Like if they're mad at their boss, their parent, their mom, their dad, they will literally write it on social media. And obviously <laughs> uh, then I it becomes everybody's that. business. The whole world knows. And it's okay. You're opening to be up angry. a can of worms. Basically. Yeah. It's okay, <laughs> okay to be angry. And if you feel like you have to write something down because you're so upset, get get yourself a freaking journal and write it on your journal don't write you know it what on cooks social me about media those
1: people. you know what cooks me about those people oh cooks me just like makes an eye twitch they'll be the they'll be the first ones to put their whole business out there but then they'll also be the first ones to be like oh i don't give a shit about your opinion if you don't it. and you're just like yeah,
0: they Bruh. are. It's, it's so funny. It's Bruh, like down to T. You're tea. the first
1: one to say that you don't care about nobody's opinion, this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. So why you, Why are you opening up the opportunity for people to opinionate on your problems in your life, by exactly. putting your problems and your air and out your business on social
0: media? Come yeah. Like and, that. and that just adds fuel to the fire and <sighs> it's me. unnecessary. And also we're adults, guys. I've been guilty of back when we had AIM, like if I was upset, I would write Whatever lyrics to a song my mood was, I would write that down on my aim message. But that's
1: not, that's not so, <laughs> you can't say that's the same thing. That's not like, so. It's uh. similar
0: because, you know, people, people used to do this back in our generation when you had aim, you had the MySpace or whatever. Even on Facebook when it first came out, we would do true, like true. subliminals. It was like subliminals. Like you would write. Uh-huh. A sub- I've never
1: been big on that though. I really? can't even, okay. I, never, I can it. never say that I'm, I'm guilty of yeah. that. Uh-huh. I,
0: I did it for like a brief moment, but. Thank God I I got over that face real quick. But um, yeah, there's people that um, to this day, they'll still do, they'll still do that. And I'm like, come on, we're adults. And not to mention that nowadays, a lot of employees before you get hired or when you apply to jobs or something, they do background checks. They do social media checks as well. So if you're not careful about what you're putting out there, You're setting yourself up for failure and you're setting yourself up to look like a complete fool in front of other people. And by the way, a lot of times when we do things on impulse or emotions, a lot of times when we write things publicly, like that's when we're under the influence and what do you do the next day? You freaking regret it. So, you know, just be very careful if your partner is that type of person, that that's something that you guys should talk about with them or consider that that person does that before you even get with them. Because that's another thing too. Like if when you're dating, you notice certain traits or things that a person does that already bug you or upset you, that's already giving you the red flags of what your relationship is going to be like in the long right, run. Right. You know, you see people's actual colors when you're dating. So if, right. like I said, if you're seeing things that you don't like, don't expect that to change much when you guys are together or feel like, oh, he's going to change when we're it can married have or have kids. No, it's going to get worse. I wanted to bring the topics that we're talking about to a full circle on what our
1: um, follower asked us. Basically, there's a thousand different ways that your partner's mood can completely affect, you know what, scratch that, your partner's mood, actions, behavior, personality, like there's a thousand different ways that your partner can affect your mood. To answer your question, the question is, what do you do when your partner is the one that messes up your mood? One thing that I can tell you, give them 10 minutes. That's all you can give them of your day. 10 minutes if they're gonna you're gonna allow somebody your partner to mess up your mood they're only allowed 10 minutes of your day after that it's done for like that's it you're only allowed 10 minutes if it's something that they want to continue being mad then that's absolutely their business and what I'm about to say is like really selfish and it sounds really selfish but I feel like it's important when it comes to your mental health and the way you view yourself and the way A partner has a lot of power over you on, again, so many different levels in so many different ways. And by allowing them to mess up your mood on a daily basis can allow them, it opens a door to allowing them to mess up your self-esteem. It opens up the door to allow them to mess up your goals. It opens the door to allow them to take away from your energy. There should be boundaries
0: for your partner as well. For example, my boundary is when you're angry, if you don't, you know, if you're angry and you're not trying to fix it, but you're getting angry at me or nitpicking at me, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to walk away and I'm going to do my own thing. And then when you're in a better mood, then we can talk. And right. that's just that's just something I've had to implement, because like you said, I don't have time to sit there and let you your mood affect mine. And and it's not to sound like a it's not to sound selfish. It's just like we just don't have time for it. And, and especially when you're a woman who's a mother, you definitely don't have time. And I know that when it's your partner, it's hard because you love that person very, very, very much. And you don't want them to be in that mindset at all. You're trying to you want to help them get out of it. But sometimes human beings need to go through it. And and you know, we can go on for hours talking about this because at the end of right. the day, it's very um we gave you like the broad perspective, and our uh, at opinions, least we tried, right? Or at least we tried <laughs> because I'm sorry, we're not like therapists, we're not experts, but um so. But this can go in a multitude of ways. And it depends, too, on the type of personality that you and your partner have. And I just want right. to say this last thing at the end of the day. If it's something that's really messing with your relationship or if the the moods are just getting so severe that you can't handle it anymore. And then it's time that for you guys to seek additional professional help. The both of you can seek professional help either
1: together or separate. That's another um, mistake that we make as couples. We think that we have to figure everything out together. No, sometimes there's there's a part of that road that you have to follow it by yourself. Your partner's there for support. Your partner's there to let you know, hey, I'm here. I'm your backbone. But sometimes you just got to walk that road alone. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you stop being with that person or you don't love that person. But sometimes, or sometimes, some people separate and they get back, like back together months later, years later. But that's not because they didn't care about each other. It's because they had to walk that road alone. Because remember, if you're not okay, your relationship isn't okay. Always focus on your relationship, but don't never forget to stop. Don't ever stop focusing on yourself as well. That's why you hear the funny sayings like happy wife, happy life. Why? Because if your wife ain't good, you know your life ain't
0: good. (laughs) Your kids ain't good.
1: You're not good. She ain't good. Everybody's just all messed up.
0: I want to thank the person who sent us this message um, because I do feel like we did the episode but yes we didn't t- touch on that topic and i think um this is probably something that other people were wondering too so thank you for sending us the message we yes. really appreciate it um and let let us know um write us again let us know what you thought of this episode and yeah if you guys also have a question or um have an opinion let us know you guys can send us an email you can send us an email at Ask us at stooptea.com. That's A-S-K at S-T-O-O-P-T-E-A dot C-O-M. Or- It sounds like a jingle. It sounds like a jing. I know I'm going to end up doing like a, a song at the end of the year for it for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, send us an email. You can also um, send us a message on our Instagram or our TikToks. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. We appreciate it. But I we do have
1: to ask if you're going to view, hit that like button, hit that share Thank you um, so much, guys. We really appreciate you guys so much. Uh, Thank you, guys. And we hope you guys have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye. Bye.